Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome into the conversation. Today, I'm going to talk about gratitude. And before I do, I want to extend my appreciation to you as a listener. The fact that we have this conversation, we, the fact that we have this ability, this uh, opportunity to have a, a conversation where I talk and many of you respond back to me. I love the feedback. I love the interaction between us. And by and large, if it was just me in front of the microphone talking out into the ether and not getting that feedback, I wouldn't be doing this. But I completely understand that most of you are a lot like me. You're a seeker. You are investigating what's possible out there, exploring the spiritual aspect of your life. And uh, we just so happen to have this conversation. And I completely understand, too, that you could be doing anything else in the world, listening to so many other podcasts, but you're here listening to me. And I value that connection. I value your interest and your participation. Some of you send me such beautiful emails, such beautiful messages about how some of the topics, some some of the content has impacted your life. And it still blows me away that many of you tell me that you've listened to every episode. And we're nearly 200 now. And that just amazes me. And it actually staggers my mind, the fact that I've put out 200 episodes, and I feel like I have so much more to say. I also want to give thanks to a number of you that have taken advantage or signed up, registered to have a psychic reading with me, where I get to open up and connect with your energy. And I have to tell you, for me, there is no more intimate connection that I can make than to join in with your energy field. And some of you are still with me, a part of me. And I want just to acknowledge a few of you and just call you out and just tell you how much I appreciate your vulnerability and your openness to connect with me. I want to acknowledge Nikki, Shalini, Dom, Jeff, Shale, Neelam, Jennifer, Rita, Christy, Anne, Barry, just to name a few. I I have a connection. I'm probably going to have to disconnect some of my energy, call back my energy, but frankly, I kind of I'm kind of enjoying our connection because I get to think about you and I also send you loving energy as you engage in your epic adventure. I also want to thank and draw attention to my many coaching clients. You guys are rock stars. And when I say guys, it's men and women. And some of you just stagger my mind on what you're up to in the world and what you're able to produce. And I appreciate the ability to be an active ingredient in your unfoldment, in your uh, ripple effect, you causing ripples out in the world. And I want to draw attention to one more group of people. And please bear with me if you're not mentioned in this group yet. 
It's the members of my membership vault. I appreciate your patience as I have brought things together and your participation in something that is going to continue on and on and just grow over time. I just love the fact that I get to work with people that are making a difference in the world, not only, you know, from on a big scale, but sometimes just in your own family unit, able to create and impact those around you through your own evolution and development. That fuels my mission. And I consider it a privilege that I get to have the opportunity to do that. I love and appreciate all of you and all of you that I haven't even met yet. Now, as we begin to talk about and expand on the whole concept of gratitude, I first want to establish that gratitude is a state of being. It is the act of giving and receiving. A lot of people think that you're giving thanks, you're giving appreciation, but you're also open for the reception. You're receiving the bounty. You're receiving the gifts that not only other people bestow upon you, but also the universe. So this act of giving and receiving is vital to the energy of law of attraction. Because when you're in gratitude, when you're being in gratitude in that state, you are actively shifting your vibration by changing your biochemistry, by changing your focus, and being open to receive. These are all vital components that make law of attraction, at least attracting the things that you want in your life, the things that you covet and that you love. Now, I have to say, in the United States, if it weren't for Thanksgiving, many people would not set aside time to give thanks, to give appreciation, to hone in on that feeling of appreciation. And some people have the, 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 I would like to dispel a myth. Some people believe that we need to give thanks to God. God demands our appreciation. Well, frankly, if you consider God as a personality, he, she couldn't care less. Because that's not why God is in it. God gives unconditionally. There is no, you know, deservability. There's no worthiness. Everyone is worthy. Everyone is deserving. God gives unconditionally. The universe provides unconditionally. It's all governed by law of attraction, your point of focus. That governs what comes to you and what does not. Now, with that said, why is gratitude connected to the spiritual practices around the world? It's because the value is in your use of it. It is a spiritual practice. God doesn't require it. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from the divine because it gives you access to your divinity. I can remember giving a talk in in a unity church one time, and a woman raised her hand when I said that God does not require your gratitude, does not require your appreciation. And she said she didn't understand that. She didn't buy that. And I asked her if she had kids. And she said, yes, I have four of them. I said, do they continually thank you for everything that you do for them? And she said, no, they don't. Do you stop providing for them? Do you stop giving to them because they're not being thankful? No, she continues to give. She, con- she doesn't really even consider that an option. To her, she gives because she loves them. So then I asked her, since you do not require gratitude for you to continue giving, 
Do you wish that your children were appreciative of what you provide, appreciative of the things that they receive in their life? And she said, well, yes. And I asked, why? And she thought about it for a moment, and she's got it. It's so that they would understand the value of their life. They would enjoy their life. They would enjoy the bounty that is provided for them to a higher degree. And that's why the divine has made gratitude available to us. So we understand the value. And in that appreciative stance, in that giving and receiving, we get to elevate ourselves to divinity. Through gratitude and appreciation, there is no greater gift, there's no greater tool that you can use or have at your disposal for law of attraction, for love, appreciation, happiness, joy. Because through our appreciation, when let me talk about appreciation for a moment. When we consider the word appreciation, and it may be different if you know English isn't your first language, but we also use appreciation in a financial sense, in an investment sense. So you take something that most people might not even value, but if you can see the value in it, if you can appreciate it, you raise the value of that item. And through your appreciation, you become richer. You have a feeling of abundance because you connect with the abundance of the universe. Now, you can take something of seemingly ordinary status and appreciate it to the level of something extremely valuable. I've spent time in other countries where the water is treated differently than it is here. And because I don't live there, I am told that I shouldn't drink the water because my, my system wouldn't be able to handle the different microbes that are actually living in the water. People that live there and drink it all the time, they're accustomed to it. They've adapted to it, by and large. I can remember vividly when I spent time in the jungle in Mokaron, in the region of La Mosquitia in Honduras. And there, there was no running water. There was no real sanitary conditions. And being there in June, it was about 86 degrees, which isn't really very hot. But the humidity was right around 80%, which I was not used to. And then to add to that, every day at 1 o'clock, like clockwork, it would rain cats and dogs. It would rain hard for about an hour. And the humidity went from 80 to nearly 100%. My body would continuously sweat, but because the humidity was so high, it wouldn't evaporate and actually cool my body. So my core temperature never really got a chance to cool off. Now, the indigenous, they would see me, you know, bald, blue-eyed, white, sweating like a pig. I was continually sweating, and they were concerned for my safety. They were concerned for my health, but uh, I was able to make it through, and my time there was a real adventure, but... My point is that while I was there, I did not have access to running water. I did not have access to air conditioning, cool temperatures, or even ice, cooler drinks. We had to bathe in the river. And while there was a method to purify water, a certain amount of water, it wasn't nearly as much as I needed to take in. And so once I got back to quote-unquote civilization and had access to air conditioning and cold beer, cold water and a running shower, I was completely 
appreciative to a whole new level because I didn't have access to it. I know and knew what it was like to be without it. And sometimes while I'm in the shower and I can allow the water to run in my mouth and over my body and not be concerned with anything, you know, that I'm going to upset my digestive system, I am completely appreciative of the fact that I have access to hot running water, that I can actually take a shower. Now, in today's culture, no matter if you live with by very modest means, Today, you have access to a greater level of luxury, a greater level of convenience than kings did 200 years ago. The fact that you're listening to this podcast on a device, more than likely, that wasn't even invented 20 years ago. So even if you just look at the modest convenience, the simplest convenience that you enjoy day in, day out, you have a lot to be thankful for. But without that process of gratitude, without the process of appreciation, most of you might take those simple conveniences for granted as part of the woodwork, as part of, you know, like they're your right to have. And if that's the way you hold these conveniences of life, then you are missing out on that connection to the abundance of the universe. You are missing out uh, on the richness of your life. You see, it's all a matter of perspective. We create our reality. And so in our appreciation, when we raise the value of seemingly trivial and insignificant things that are in our life, because we use them and we value them and we love the convenience of it, when we really connect to that, we shift our state. We shift our connection to all that is. And we make it, you know, easier for the universe to deliver the things that we really want. Now, something happens biochemically, too, and your emotional state is a reflection of the current biochemistry going on in your body. So when we're in appreciation, when we value and connect with the things that are already in our life, then we actually generate serotonin, which is the feel-good biochemical neurotransmitter. And if you suffer from depression or bouts of depression, then you are insufficient in the amount of serotonin and dopamine in your system. And both these biochemicals can be manufactured, created, because they're endogenous, meaning that they're created inside the body. But through our thinking, through our focus, through our attention, we can alter our state of being. We can alter our vibration. And if you really want to know the ins and outs of this biochemical soup that we can create through your thoughts and your actions, then you can get involved in my workshop, my course, The High Vibe Life, where I I drill down into that. We get really granular about that whole process, and you really get tools to make that happen in your life. But just understanding that this gratitude makes available to you these feel-good chemicals, these natural, uplifting, uh, vibe-enhancing emotionally satisfying biochemical attributes that you are generating from within you. They're self-generated. You don't have to take, or you may not have to take, the Xanax, Brozac. If you really orient your life, you can alter your biochemistry if you make it a priority. And I talked all about that in the episode just before this, the framework of raising your vibration. Now, whenever I talk about gratitude and appreciation, there's always a few people that tell me I have nothing to be thankful for. And that's not true whatsoever. It's only because you haven't conditioned your mind to see the things in your life that you could be grateful and appreciative of. 
I still remember the revelation of a Harvard study. I think it was a Harvard study. I have to look it up. Well, I, it's, there's so many studies that have been done on gratitude since then that I probably would have a difficult time finding it. But when I first read this study, what they had this, this control group do is every Sunday night, they would recount three to five things that they were thankful for for the previous week. And they did this over a period of six weeks. They did an intake, an, an evaluation of their general emotional state of being, their how happy they were, how satisfied they were with their life. And then at the end of the six weeks, they took another survey of how satisfied and happy they were with their life. And they across the board, there was an 80% rise in their level of happiness and satisfaction. And the only thing that had shifted, the only thing that had changed is that once a, once a week, they had recounted three to five things that they were thankful for and that they appreciated about their life. But the study didn't end there. Six months later, they checked back in with their group and they gave them another assessment. How happy are you? What is your level of satisfaction with your life today? And 60% of all the participants that had achieved a higher level of love and appreciation and happiness through their gratitude practice still maintain the same level. So what they assumed from that study is that that practice of gratitude rewired their brain, rewired their reticular activating system to begin to identify on a regular basis those things that they loved and appreciated. It actually changed their biochemistry on an ongoing basis. And so after being exposed to that study, I began, you know, we, you know, the gears in my mind began turning, and I created a process called the Extreme Gratitude Project. And I'll go into that in another episode. Basically, though, I've taken the act of appreciation and gratitude to an extreme level or a higher level to really rewire the brain even faster in a more complete way. If you want to find out more about the Extreme Gratitude Project, there is a link in the show notes. There has always been a link in the show notes. So it doesn't matter what episode you listen to, it's always been there. But if you want to create your own gratitude practice, maybe you haven't or you've not been consistent, just do the, the minimum. Do what that study did on every Sunday night. Sit down and write down three to five things that you were thankful for from the previous week. And do that on a regular basis. Just set the time aside, set an alarm, give yourself notice, just make it a normal practice of your life. And then if you want to ramp it up even more, do it on a daily basis. And you're only recounting three things. It could be just before you go to bed or as you get up in the morning, the things, three to five things that you're thankful for about your life. Now, something to realize since we've been talking about this is recounting three to five things you appreciate about your life. It's basically stuff that is given to you, things that you value, that you love and appreciate. But the real value, the real amplified value of gratitude is if you can love and appreciate the seemingly undesirable aspects of your life because you reframe it, you put a different frame around that circumstance, and you appreciate it, you raise the value of it and its impact on your growth, its impact on your life, then you can begin appreciating every aspect of your life, even the seemingly less than desirable aspects. 
But before I expound on that, uh, I want to talk about the things that you could begin appreciating today. And these, I already touched upon some of it. They are the seemingly insignificant and aspects of your life that you t- currently take for granted that make your life easier. And one of the ways that make this makes this accessible to you is to imagine that you do not have access to running water, electricity. You know, whenever we experience a power failure and back in February of 21, when we didn't have electricity and heat and all that other stuff, we got to appreciate a lot of the things that we have taken for granted. I mean, those people out here in Texas. But one suggestion that I give people is to begin to lower your standards about those things that you love and appreciate. Go for the low-hanging fruit. I like to say, if I get up in the morning, I'm thankful for the fact that I have another day, that I'm alive, and I have this you know, platform of possibility before me. I get that the fact that, you know, today is a brand new opportunity, no matter how disappointing, no matter how frustrating yesterday was, today is ripe for opportunity. Who knows just how amazing this is going to be? It's an adventure unfolding as soon as my feet hit the floor. In fact, it begins as I'm laying in bed contemplating my day. What do I want to create for the day? Again, low-hanging fruit. Just the fact that I got up, I can be thankful and appreciative of that. The fact that the sun is going to come up. I know it's going to come up. At least it's come up every day I've been alive so far, which is, you know, quite a few so far. I have access to air that I can breathe. It fuels my cells. I eat some meals from time to time. And many times I get to eat things that I enjoy eating. I can give thanks for that. I am thankful for nature. I'm thankful for all the different things that I have access to as I move about my world. And how this plays into law of attraction is that each and every day I live in this baseline feeling of abundance, this baseline feeling that my life is blessed, that that I am grateful and appreciative of everything that shows up in my life and sometimes is seemingly undesirable. I have to admit, it hasn't always been that way. There was a time in my life when I used to complain about things when they didn't go my way or didn't go the way I wanted them to, when you know relationships would end, job situations would end, my car would break down, I'd have financial losses. I began to see the opportunity in all those events. It began with the quote from Napoleon Hill, every adversity has within it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. And I combine that quote with the idea that when you're growing, you're green, and when you're not, you're rotting. So everything that shows up in your life is a growth opportunity. When I have a setback, the way I frame it in my mind, it is an opportunity to be creative. It is an opportunity to respond creatively to what life is giving me. And by consequence, I get to grow. I get to expand. When I look back on those relationships that didn't work out, I kind of have the feeling like if they could have worked out, if they should have worked out, they would have worked out. So I can look at what happened as an opportunity to grow, as a lesson, a lesson in learning how to communicate more effectively, to look at the dynamics and inside relationship so I can show up more empowered, more uh, capable in the next relationship. 
I've been able to look at all those times where I ignored my intuitive guidance, where I overrode it with something going on in my head or something that my ego wanted. When my my intuition was saying, get away from there, leave, my ego said, I want to stay. I want to see how far we can take this. And But intuitively, I knew that it wasn't going to work out. But I get to look at all those situations where I ignored my intuitive guidance and in hindsight, be able to look at how I was I ignored my intuition and then make the commitment, today, I will never do that again. Because I now have that knowledge. I now have that feedback on when guidance showed up and how I ignored it. And if I had, it would have changed everything. But then I wouldn't have the lesson. I'd like to tell you the story of a guy that took part in my firewalking workshop, Unleashed and Unstoppable, with the firewalk experience. And in that workshop, I had a board break. Pine boards, 12 by 1 inch boards that you would stack or could stack on top of each other. On one side, you'd write down your limiting beliefs, the things that you want to have a breakthrough on. And then, you know, I'd set them up with a karate chop and be able to break the board. And metaphorically, it's a breakthrough event. Well, I can remember this one participant... Uh, we had the fire walk on a Friday night, and uh, before we went out to walk, we had the the board breaking. But he had this background in had once upon a time had this background in martial arts, and so he used to break four boards, and he wanted to break four boards. I said, "Well, if that's what you want to do, then set up the four boards, and you're responsible for your choice." And so his first attempt at breaking these four boards met with failure. His hand came down and it stopped at the boards. The boards didn't move, they didn't break, and he was noticeably a bit embarrassed. But he stepped back, reassessed the situation, and became very focused. He centered his body, he focused on the boards, he thought about breaking beyond the boards, moving his hand beyond the boards, and his second attempt, he easily broke the four boards. Well, he went on later to walk on fire, But on Sunday, he called me and he said, I just want to let you know that when I hit those boards the first time, I broke my wrist. And he wanted me to know that he didn't blame me at all, that he took full responsibility for attempting the four-board break. But I told him that it's interesting that he had a failure on the front end. Everyone else broke the boards. But the fact that he had a failure or came up short, he was in a different position than all the rest of the people. Obviously, he knew his hand hurt, his wrist hurt, but he recentered himself, he refocused, and broke the boards. And as a consequence, he had an experience over and above any of the other participants. He had new information, he had access to an experience that other people could only imagine. He had distinctions, he had references where he would never, ever be put in that position again. He would always show up focused in in the moment. And he responded with the fact that he was appreciative of the, that I reframed the situation and left him with a feeling of empowerment rather than embarrassment. Well, I responded to him that you had the power all the time to empower yourself. It's all in how we frame a situation and whether or not it works for us or against us. In recounting from previous episodes the story about the Japanese farmer who, throughout the story, seemingly experienced positive and negative situations, 
You know, you broke your wrist. How horrible, how terrible. I feel so bad for you. And he responds, well, maybe. It all is dependent upon how we choose to look at the situation. So when we can take the perspective of appreciation and raise the value of these events to where they work for us, you begin shifting and changing your life to a whole new level. So to repeat myself from earlier podcast, it's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that is your freedom, and it sets the course for your life. Now, if you want to take advantage of anything that I've mentioned here, if you want to get involved and work with me one-on-one, either in a coaching situation, have a psychic reading, or take advantage of my High Vibe course, go to yesdaniel.com, and there are links on that page to everything that I mentioned here. Even if you want to give feedback and give thanks to me for whatever you've received from this podcast this episode, or your life, just what you're present to and the things that you're thankful for in your life. There's a form there on that page for you to do that. I would love to hear about what you're thankful for in your life. So until next time, I'm eternally grateful for your presence. This is your host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 